Welcome back in to the Clay Edwards Show. This segment will be brought to you by Watkins Construction and Roofing, your hometown roof repair specialist. Locally owned, locally operated right here in central Mississippi. Man, a bunch of great guys always competing in the Real Men Wear Pink competition or uh, fundraiser, whatever you want to call it there. Good guys, man. Do business with them. They're going to come out. They're going to do a complimentary roof assessment. You know, find out if you need a leak fixed or if you need your whole roof repaired, replaced, should I say. They'll work with your insurance companies. They're going to stay in constant communication with you. Uh, one of my coworkers recently used them, and we were, I was talking about it today because I kept seeing these emails come through. We have a shared email account at work, and I said, man, who is getting a roof at Watkins Construction and Roofing? He's like, I am getting a roof, some roof repair done on the house. And um, he's like, man, they stay in constant contact. He's like, I heard you saying that on the show, so I figured I'd give it a try, and they did. He said, man, it's just constant communication. You don't, you don't have to have any questions, or you don't have to wonder long if you do. They, get, they have somebody in the office that stays in contact with the customers. I think that's so important. In this day of constant communication, people seem harder and harder to get in touch with. I know I am. I don't like talking on the phone. I mean, I have a moment here and there, but generally speaking, <clears throat> I don't like talking on the phone. If you can send it in a text, send it, as far as I'm concerned. Anyway. That's not Watkins Construction Roofing. They don't mind talking on the phone. <laughs> get in touch with them if you need them. Uh, summer storms. Winter's getting ready to get here. Uh, hurricane season ain't over. The heat is unbearable. However, it does feel nice today. All of these, all of this is stress on your roof. WatkinsConstructionInc.com. WatkinsConstructionInc.com. All right, Sean. Look, man, I'm, uh, I'm telling you, I was looking last night. Like I said, I'm all on this Oliver Anthony song, this Rich Men North of Richmond. Yeah. This thing has become a phenomenon. And I think if we can if we can eliminate our political leanings for a minute, it's a song that should encapsulate everybody. Because it's not about left versus right. It's about top versus bottom. Mm-hmm. It's about these people in Washington. And this guy's got other songs calling out Republicans and Democrats. Says he's never yep. seen a good-looking bureaucrat. You know? <laughs> so he clearly... I, I, probably leans right. What centrist, happened? What's, this, you know. what's the story? Like, I mean, I remember we were here after Friday, and Jameson came in here and showed us the Twitter. Remember? Mm-hmm. And uh, what, was this just some guy that decided to upload a video to Twitter? I mean, I remember the song was pretty good. He had been uploading stuff, to, you know, cover songs and a couple of original songs here and there to his YouTube channel for a few years. No real, no real traction. You know, a couple hundred views here, a couple hundred views there. There's a there's a local music. YouTube channel out of West Virginia called mm-hmm. Music West Virginia or something like that. Yeah. He recorded the song he had written and it kind of did a little bit better, a little bit higher quality video just in his, at his farm with his dogs and him and a cool looking microphone. And man, they loaded it up and bro, it hit. I mean, to say it hit is an understatement. Mm-hmm. I don't think any song in the history of music has ever had a bigger immediate impact. That quick, okay. That quick. No record deal. No management, mm-hmm. no nothing. He didn't even have he didn't even have digital tracks ready to upload to iTunes and the streaming service. He just was performing it live the way the video I saw. Right? Yeah, and dude, it is it's been number one on the on the iTunes all genre chart since it came out. It's I didn't even know it was possible to do this without radio, mm-hmm. but apparently it's been such a huge success with streaming 
and with YouTube and all the factors Billboard takes into consideration, it's going to be the number one song on the top 200 when the charts, barring something crazy, when the new charts come out, I think, tomorrow. Wow. Unless it just takes a nosedive today. And he holds five of the top ten positions on the iTunes uh, chart. Let me ask you this question, too. So he just uploaded this video to Twitter, right? That's what he initially YouTube. YouTube, okay. And, and, and somehow or another, he got a whole, TikTok got a hold of it. And mm. that's, that's where the virality, mm. the virality, however you want to say that, started. That's where I first saw it. Because people were just ripping it and putting it in their TikTok videos. and was like, what is this? I mean, it's one of those songs. It grabs you immediately. Did he upload it to iTunes himself or did? Yeah, no, no. Once it hit, mm-hmm. he, he, somebody got in his ear. That was my next question. Like, where's the money coming from now for him? Like, how's I, iTunes, and, iTunes yeah. you know, and Spotify and, you know, all these digital platforms. Mm-hmm. YouTube. Yeah. You know, I, I don't know how YouTube compensation works for artists. You know, like I know as my channel's. My channel is monetized, but man, you have to do so much to get anything. Yeah, you know it's 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 ridiculous. But like on TikTok, if you're monetized, it's like every million is fifteen bucks or sixty five bucks or something like that. It, they, but you start talking about a hundred million dollars, hundred million spins. Yeah, you know it adds up. I mean, we're talking about a song going viral. Mm-hmm. It don't take long. It don't gotcha. take much to to blow up. But I, so I think that's interesting, and I think that that we should all regardless of what side we're on, be pulling for the industrial media complex, whether it's music, movies, news, any of this crap they've been feeding us for the last 50 years, mm-hmm. this needs to be blowed up. Yeah. I mean, if somebody can uh, can make his own music and put it up there and you don't need the label or anything, that's amazing. Yeah. If I'm an yeah. independent artist, independent content creator, podcaster, radio host, if I'm any of these things, I'm watching this. And it gives me a it gives me a shot of adrenaline. I mean, and does anybody really feel bad for the record labels Not after what the stuff they've done to people over I mean, the decades? That and the and I, I think this is another uh, great point about people are fed up with this canned, pre-produced, mm-hmm. homogenized, fabricated music, fabricated artist. It's like, we're going to take this guy, we're going to dress him up like this, and we're going to write these songs for him, and we're going to tell you that this is he's popular, and we're going to put him out on these tours as the opening act, and he's going to work his way up to being the headliner, and you're still never going to have an idea. It's like that movie Pure Country with the guy Dusty. Yeah. And they remember when they replaced George Strait mm-hmm. with a fake George Strait yeah. with Dusty? <laughs> yeah. That, that's what country music and, frankly, pop music and all music has just turned into now. It's one of the things where I was always way more drawn to rock music, metal music, mm-hmm. stuff of that nature. It did not feel as fabricated. Like you still, four guys, five guys would meet. They put a band together. They worked their way up through the clubs. You know, you may, I mean, Which you may happened look, for a long time. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. you may look at bands like Motley Crue, Poison, and all of them think they look corny. And they're towards the end of the hair metal era. It, you know, the record label, of course, oh, this is popular. Let's, let's put some of these bands together ourselves. Mm-hmm. But the original nexus of that movement was guys that started in the clubs and worked their way through it and they were literally in a garage like all those guys if you read i've read you know the uh metallica's biography before i mean they just started out and i think they were in san francisco they were yeah yeah, they were they were well oakland oakland okay and they uh and they just started up in the uh, bar scene and there was a bunch of bars in la at that time that started from like the 1960s like called like the troubadour and the the whiskey a go-go and all that stuff that all these bands would come up through. Yeah, the and Roxy. I, mm-hmm. Yeah, all that. 
So and, and now that 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 doesn't exist. I mean, you have that. You still have those scenes. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, but bands aren't getting famous from that anymore. Like that's not where record labels are going to get bands. You know, I don't know where they're getting bands from nowadays. Honestly, I, I don't. I, I can't think of the last American rock band to blow up. I yeah, I thought about that a lot too. Like I feel like, and maybe it's just because I'm older now. I feel like music stopped after around 2005, and everything's just kind of been this plastic, like you're saying, pre-produced music. Mm-hmm. Because like we had the you know the 90s or the 80s and 90s, the 90s especially when they when Nirvana came out and Soundgarden came out and all this kind of stuff that they they came up that way that we're talking about. They came up through the club scene and all those things, and that just kind of all of a sudden just vanished out of yeah, nowhere. And and, and you could tell. So this here's a way to look and tell that rock music ain't dead, mm-hmm. but there's a problem with the way they're cultivating new artists you have poison motley crew def leopard out doing filling football stadiums yeah metallica was just in montreal like last week and my buddy went yeah metallica is doing it of course we expect metallica is the biggest band in the world sure they're, they're going to fill stadiums who thought in 2022 2023 that poison and motley crew would be playing in front of sixty thousand people uh, nobody. I think it's maybe maybe it's because people want to go back to that time when there was that kind of music. Yeah, people want nostalgia. People, rock mm-hmm. music fans, still want to go see their favorite rock bands. Yeah. And here's another issue that I believe they're going to run into. If you're a rock fan, get out and enjoy these bands while you can. They aren't they aren't getting any younger, and yeah. this could be the last generation of the of the big rock star. Because all those all those grunge guys are dead. A lot of them are. I mean, yeah, Pearl Jam's still kicking. Mm-hmm. Candlebox is doing their last tour, if you want to call them grunge. They were from yeah. Seattle. Same, same time frame, yeah, I guess. Really. They're retiring. So other than Eddie Vedder and Kevin Martin and Candlebox, name one of those bands that still has the, the lead singer ain't dead. Nirvana. Stone Temple Pilots. Dead. Stone Temple Pilots. Alice in Chains. Alice in Chains. All dead, dead, dead. They're all dead. Yeah. You know? I mean, yeah, I went, if you go real back, I mean, obviously. Soundgarden. Chris Cornell. Is dead, dead. Dead. I mean, if you go way back. Even the bands from the 60s and 70s, obviously a lot of those guys died too. And not just age, but even back in those days mm-hmm. they did. But uh, they're still like, I went and saw the Rolling Stones about a year ago, two years ago. And then yeah. James Taylor is still kicking around. He's mm-hmm. playing. He Jackson so, Brown. He was just here recently. Yeah. I mean, so some of those guys are still left, but they're in their 70s and 80s. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, this is kind of your last chance to go check them out. And that's why I, I try to do that every time somebody I'm like that's close. I'm with you. I mean, I think it's an experience. Like, I don't think the Who's going to be coming back to America. That was a band I always wanted to see. Mm-hmm. I read an article. They said it's just so expensive to tour. They don't see themselves coming back. I'm like, Live Nation pays it, bro. <laughs> yeah. They'll pay you to do it anyway. But, yeah, to your point, these bands are winding down. Um, I don't, You know, like Motley Crue, I keep going back to them and Poison and Def Leppard because they put on such a big high-energy rock show. Yeah. They're, as they get older, that they're not going to be able to sustain that level of high energy. I was shocked when I saw Mick Jagger dancing around the stage like it. He's like he's literally eighty years old. Well, they, uh, Vince Neil ain't no Mick Jagger. Yeah, I mean, right. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, mean I, I love I love the I love the hair metal, but but Vince has got a Vince likes eating like I do. Yeah, Vince is. I mean, you know, he's lucky to still he's really lucky still to be alive. So. I know. I, look, I, you know, everything you know about drugs being bad for you, I have to question if that's real because Motley Crue should not be here. No, no. I mean, you read, you've read The Dirt, alive. too, the book, haven't you? Yes. And it's the movie, seen the movie. And what was, what's that one movie they make that joke about it where they say, uh, don't worry about this, you'll get out of it. I mean, Vince Neil, like, killed somebody, and it was perfectly fine. You're a rock star. Yeah, you, know? exactly. you can do whatever you want. All right, man. That's a, we, we've hit movies and music. When we come back, we're going to hit politics. Let's talk about this Trump indictment. 
This is the Clay Edwards Show with Sean York Karan. We'll be right back on 103.9 FM WYB. Hey, the Guns and Gear text line, 769-241-1944. The phone line, 601-879-0002. We'll be right back. I hope you enjoyed this clip of today's Clay Edwards Show. You can tune in live every Monday through Friday, 7 to 9 a.m. on 103.9 FM WYAB in Central Mississippi. You can stream it worldwide and live at WYAB.com, the TuneIn app, or Alexa. Just search WYAB. And, of course, you're listening now on a podcast, so you can just hit subscribe where you're at. We update daily right here on the Clay Edwards Show. And check out all things Clay Edwards at ClayEdwardsShow.com for shirts and more. Peace.